One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Martin. And it's good to be back. Oh, you messed I me messed up. I messed it up. <laughs> and this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Oh, man. It is good to be back. I feel, I've, I'm kind of feeling a little bit spiritually high right so now. So did we take, uh, we took two months off? Something like that. It felt like we took two years because it's coronavirus time. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if people have missed us as much as I've missed Albert Moeller. Ah, uh, guarantee that's not true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I wonder if people missed us as much as we missed them. And yeah. I know that's not true. Oh, uh, that's for a fact. I'm just hoping this is kind of like riding a bike. I, I yeah. hope that we haven't forgotten how to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know that, <laughs> that we ever knew how to uh, do it. <laughs> I guess that's the benefit, huh? Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, yeah. then you, you can't really mess it up. Hey, I'm looking at the back of your computer here, and uh-huh. I'm reminded I still have stickers. I have stickers, too. Do you have some? Uh-huh. I got them in my backpack over here. If people want a sticker, they need to tell us they want a sticker. I'll send it out now. I sent some out actually last week, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we ought to take some, take some next the week. The phone's ringing. <laughs> phone's ringing. That's it. That's our own impersonal church podcast phone. Uh, so we're that's what we and so we we start this new revamp, and one of the things we're going to add now is a is a call in line. <laughs> yeah. We really thought that we could uh, we oh, could bring gosh. a little bit more into this show, uh, a little bit more talk show type thing. So unprofessional. Right? Um, no, but we are glad to be back. Uh, yeah. We're excited about what the future holds for the Imperfect Church podcast. Uh, yeah. We've missed doing it. Yeah, it is. It has been difficult, uh, you know, not coming together and seeing each other. Yeah, it has. It has. We haven't seen each other as much as we used, used to. Well, yeah, and that's been... It may have uh, been good for our friendship. It's been good for our friendship. You know, uh, sometimes you just need a break. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we're going to come back, and uh, we've got some ideas moving forward and uh, of course we're going to continue our our discussions that we've had before so we're going to keep talking about theologians that's it keep talking about heretics we're uh-huh. going to keep talking about theology uh for the plain people and uh then we're going to do some practical stuff every now and again as well is that it. all of them that's, that's all, all of them right yeah. now so that's yeah. uh and and we're always open for new ideas yeah so we appreciate it. you guys listening to us and giving us some feedback because mm-hmm. several of you text us throughout the uh, throughout the days and I, and during the break too, some of you guys are like, "When yeah. are y'all coming back?" Yeah, that, that's been encouraging. Means a lot. Too. Means yeah. a lot. Uh, one of the things so we're that, back. Yeah, we're hoping. To, we're also hoping to do a little bit more interviews too. Going yeah, forward. yeah, yeah. So, we do want to do that. Yeah, we got we got some big plans. We appreciate yeah. you guys. Being the problem along is the we don't know anybody. Yeah, so if you know somebody, <laughs> yeah, boy, I think this guy. You've be already a great heard interview. all of our friends. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. That we had this many friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of come back uh, after the break and, and talk about some of the things that we've learned in our break uh, during yeah. the midst of a pandemic and all mm-hmm. these other things. Uh, uh, some some important lessons that we've learned as pastors and as individuals, uh, yeah. whether it be personal or whether it be leading the church or whatever it may be, and just kind of give you all an update in our lives, what's going on and all that good stuff. Yeah, and then next week we'll come back with our uh, going back into our segments that we have. That's right. So That's I'll, right. I'll start uh, personally. One of the things that I've learned, and it's been not just because of the pandemic, this is just in general and our absence is, uh, I've learned that routine matters, Yeah, man. I need a routine and I know a lot of other guys are like me. They need that routine. Yeah. I, I tend to do the same things every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one of the things that we haven't done over the last several weeks is we haven't produced a podcast. So what right. that's done for me, since I've been out of that routine, uh, I've studied less mm-hmm. because, you know, we come across theologians that, 
I don't know a lot about mm-hmm. and uh, some theology that I have to be reminded of. Right. And so that routine that we have been in has, has helped keep me sharp. Mm-hmm. And so when that routine is messed up, it kind of uh, gives me an excuse to be lazy. That's so it. I think, I think uh, not having the routine since we've been gone has, uh, has not been good for me. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back in it. Yeah, so tell me, um, you mentioned one of the areas that you failed in routine. Have you added anything to your routine in the past uh, couple months that has been positive? Well, you know, I, um, I did plant a garden when the pandemic started because mm-hmm. yeah. I was afraid, you know, we might not be able to go to the grocery store. That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I planted a garden. Well, that's the reason why I started a bomb shelter. So. <laughs> yeah, right. I planted a garden because, uh, you know, I knew there was going to be some time that we were going to have uh, free, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I did that, and that's been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my garden's already gone by now because I'm not a very good gardener. Mm-hmm. But um, I did get I did get some vegetables and mm-hmm. some fruits yeah. and that sort of thing, and so uh, that was a good experience. I think I'll do it again. A lot of spiritual lessons in the growing yeah. of the garden. Mm-hmm. It does require routine. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't if you don't weed every day, eventually it's going to get overtaken. That's right. And uh, a lot of spiritual spiritual yep. pull them weeds that. down. That's yep. right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, I did start some other things as uh, as well. Back into the pandemic, I really got serious again about exercising. Lost mm-hmm. a little weight during yeah. the pandemic because uh, you know you gotta you gotta start thinking about your health if you're gonna get to COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that that's been good as well. But routine, I think I've been reminded that we need a routine. And mm-hmm. I I was listening. I think it was um, I think it was uh, Saint Clair Ferguson. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Is that his name? I think it was he that I heard say that. Um, that a, a good easy routine for a pastor is spend time with God in the morning, people in the afternoon, and family at night. Yeah. You heard that? I have. So, I, yeah. and I've I've kind of I've kind of started that routine as well. So, yeah. I want to give uh, from the time I get to the office till till noon to the Lord. So that's in my sermon prayer yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, praying for my church, praying for my family, and then the afternoon. Uh, I've been given to people, yeah. so more of your uh, your meetings with your staff folks right. and uh, checking on hospitals and that sort of thing, and then kind of being intentional about giving nights to family. Yeah, so that, that's, that's another routine that I've kind of adopted. In that's time. good, and I, and I think I'll echo that. I mean, uh, routine for me is is I work so much better on a routine. If I, if I measure out what I need to do that week with yeah. a to-do list and then I plan it out, uh, I'm just so much better. And so even this year, with even my uh, personal study time, I've yeah. added a few things into my routine. Not all of them uh, explicitly spiritual, but you know, I, like one of the things I'm doing is is reading a short story every day. You know, yeah, that's nothing yeah. explicitly spiritual, but it's one of those things that keeps me uh, kind of geeky. It's kind of geeky, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but you know, talking about exercise, about two months ago, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got into a routine of exercising every day, yeah. um, and that's that's been very helpful. Um, so it just I think that routine really helps us stay balanced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, it, and I think it helps us helps me at least stay focused and, and disciplined. And, and I think that's that's good for pastors. Yeah, and I think we've seen the the negative side of this. I, I think we we've seen it in people not having the routine of church attendance anymore. Yeah, uh-huh. And I don't know if you saw the American Bible Society and uh, Barna Institute. They released their state of the Bible for the first six months of 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, in 2019 there were 14 percent of Americans that were Bible readers. Yeah, and in the first six months of 2020, that number has dropped to nine percent. Wow! Mm. And I, and I have to believe that that is a direct effect of the people of God not being in the routine yeah. of worship of God. I think I'm so. sure there are other 
uh, factors too, but uh, but but I think we forget how important the routine of worship is yeah, for us. I think so. so. I yeah. think so. There's there's a reason why the Lord gave us these uh, these graces uh, yeah, on a weekly basis. Uh, we yeah. we need them. We're people that must be continually tethered right, to truth, that's and right. that's one of the ways that we are doing that. Yeah, what, so else, what else you got? So you just do your personal one. What did you, what did you learn uh, personally uh, during this time away, whether it be break or during the pandemic? Yeah, well, mine is 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 not. It, I guess it's it could it could bleed over into personal or church, right. uh, but I think one of the lessons I've learned throughout this is just really the the importance of strong humble leadership. Yeah, uh, not only in in and really in any organization, but especially when it comes to the church and, and leading yeah. through this time, um, making good decisions with mm-hmm. good counsel, and then doing it humbly. You know, yeah, uh, I think that's that's been one area in my life that I feel like. Um, uh, my, my church is a, is a great church, and uh, you know they they operate very well. Yeah. And they uh, they they could probably do without a strong leader as the pastor. They could they can make things happen. They're they can handle things. They yeah. can make sure that things uh, operate smoothly. Uh, but one of the benefits of it is they've you know they they want me to be a strong leader and yeah. to uh, uh, to help lead them wisely. And so that's one area I think during this whole thing. It has challenged me and pushed mm-hmm. me, and and, mm-hmm. I, and 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 I see the importance of that. Yeah, and I think you're you know you're exactly right, of course. But the of word course. the word humble is uh, really important. I think yeah. we've all been humbled a little bit yeah. in this mm-hmm. because we've realized maybe before this we thought we had church leadership figured out. Yeah, you know, and uh, e- even us, for example, we we made our we make video announcements every week mm-hmm. because we're having to have multiple services. We want the people to hear the same services every. Every right. service, mm-hmm. same announcements every service. Uh, so we made them last Thursday, and then of course we had a shift in mm-hmm. Mississippi uh, last Friday that kind of changed things a little bit. And uh, so we kind of had to throw all those plans out of the window mm-hmm. yeah. Friday afternoon, you know, and come up with something new this week. And uh, and I think the humility of that is of saying, you know what, guys, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, so we're doing the best we can. Like you said, we're seeking wise counsel. We don't really know what we're doing, and we're going to be humble enough to step back and say that didn't work. Let's try this, or mm-hmm. you know, we need right, we right. think we need to go this direction, but we're not real sure. Yeah, the humble the humble leadership in that I think is really significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, certainly there's a there's a great need of strong leadership, uh, but I think strong leadership without uh, being tempered with with love and humility becomes yeah. domineering and, yeah. and can be. I think uh, I think it'd be less beneficial. Yeah. Sure, uh, in fact, I think sure. we would say that domineering leadership uh, is not just less beneficial, but it yeah. is detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, having both of those, and I think we we only are able to be strong, humble leaders in our churches and our communities uh, when we are continually being humbled by the graciousness of God and. Uh, uh, the, the 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 power and the majesty that he is that he has given us these roles. Yeah, and you know you, you I, I, we, I talked about humble a little bit, and I also think that word strong is really really important as well. And, and you know we're, we're strong in our leadership because we're leading based on our convictions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I think that's still important. We need to we need to lead on our convictions. You know, you and I, we would say uh, that there's uh, there's a pastor that's leading through this this uh, pandemic right now that's leading differently than you and I would lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And but but it seems to be that that's his conviction. His conviction right. is we're gonna gather together in one worship service on Sunday morning together. Mm-hmm. And uh he's leading strong there. Right. And mm-hmm. and he's leading strong there because it seems that that's his 
That's his conviction. Mm-hmm. And just because we're in the midst of a pandemic doesn't mean that you ought to rid yourself of conviction. Right. Uh, you ought to lead strongly in the conviction, but you also have to give room for everybody to lead in their own conviction. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The conviction, I think, is what gives us the strength, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying, right. to lead well in the midst of this time. So that's good. That's good. What else you got? So the other thing that I learned uh, particularly had to do with uh, with the church in general uh, I've learned that the church is resilient. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're doing things today that, quite honestly, if a year ago today we would be trying to do them, people mm-hmm. would be, they would be laughing at us. Right, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, hey, we're going to have, we're going to have Sunday school, you know, quote, unquote, small groups, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're going to have those, but they're going to meet on Sunday nights mm-hmm. and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. Yeah. Everybody be like, that's the dumbest thing ever, <laughs> right? I mean, why are you going to do that? I know some contexts do it, but not, right, right. not in the Bible Belt and rural South. Yeah. Sunday school is on Sunday, right? And so now we've kind of expanded our, mm-hmm. our opportunities for Bible study, right. and it has shown us, you know what? Maybe the church is resilient, more resilient than we think. Maybe the church can stretch out further than we think it could stretch yeah. out. You know, even the way we're doing online worship, which I'm not a fan of. I've never been a big fan of online worship, but it's 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 what we have to do right now. And we're seeing people who are physically in our church mm-hmm. body. We are. Everybody may not be there, but we're having people that are coming to participate in worship personally. But but we're also still having those people that are worshiping online with their families. Yeah. And, and we're saying... You know that's okay, mm-hmm. and I think we've shown that the church can do the church can accomplish its mission in more than one way. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. before then we were more stagnant in that, or we we're more we we're more you know structured right. in it. This is way this is the way the church has to work. Mm-hmm. And so now we've all kind of said, well, you know, the church I think can stretch a little bit differently. It's yeah, more resilient. And it's not it's not going to go anywhere just because of the pandemic. Right. And I and I tell you what, I think it, this just shows the. Uh, the character of God a little bit to squash everybody's 2020 vision plan. Um, I mean, it's 2020 and you know, everybody's like those people that like really work hard to find like a a (laughs) statement for the year. They were like, Oh baby, it's 2020 vision. That's right. And God was like, "Eh, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Just the resilience of the church to continue doing her mission. Uh, even in the midst of, craziness yeah. has been impressive and it has mm. been challenging. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of goes a little bit to, to, to my next point, and that is really uh, the sweetness of fellowship. I, I, I mean, I don't think we had, when we stopped uh, recording last, I don't know if we had come back together yet in person. Um, but man, I tell you what, the first few Sundays, even now, it, it's, it reminds me, we're not fully yet together in one building, yeah. uh, one room. But just to be able to be with those folks again yeah, yeah. Uh, is just such a sweet thing. And, and to be able to realize, and I think I've said several times as we started our service, um, we're just so blessed to be able to be here and worshiping. This yeah. is not a given. Uh, th- this can be taken away from us. And we are we are so grateful that the Lord has allowed us to gather together. Yeah, you know, the first Sunday that we were back, we were back together and I'm sitting on the front pew 
and um, and and as I'm sitting there on the front pew, I'm hearing voices behind me mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. Yeah, right. Because right. I don't know how many weeks we were without anyone in the sanctuary, but uh, but you're you're reminded of how sweet it is to hear brothers and sisters in Christ singing yeah, just, and declaring the truthfulness of, the, it. of God. That's so. it, um, man. And just just even that to hear folks singing that's such a yeah. simple thing. Yeah, and yet. Uh, man, that is just. I've I've long said that um, the local gathered body of Christ is a, is just a foretaste of heaven. Yeah, sure. Uh, and to be able to experience that again has been just. Uh, it's given me a greater appreciation. Yeah. Of uh, my fellow brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in my church. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. And, and granted, we we still haven't we still haven't come together uh, like we all desire. I mean, we we're we're still not. Together, all together, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> together, all together, together. I guess is what we're supposed to say. We're not all together, together, but uh, but the day is coming where we will be. I think, and uh, and when we are all together, together, we'll be reminded again of how sweet it is to be joined with the brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. And so that's been that's a that's a good a good thing. And I think there are lots of negatives that have come along mm-hmm. with this. You know, we could. You know, we could spend 30 minutes bemoaning all the bad stuff that's come, but right. we don't need to remind guys of that. I think they're well aware of all of the negative stuff that's come. Uh, but I, I challenge them just to, to dwell on the positives that's come from it. I think that I think they will be impressed if they're reminded of all the good things God's done for them in the midst of this difficulty. You right, know? yeah, so, absolutely. So focus on the good. I mean, this is the... You know, have good thoughts podcast. That's it. That's it. So we are think the good thoughts. The positive church podcast. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think hashtag. so. Hashtag. Um, well, what else you got? <laughs> don't don't start over the hashtag. Come on now. Uh, that's the only two that I wrote down because we said two. I thought you had another one. No. I didn't. Well, then I'll add it. I'll pretend this is mine. Not only is there the sweetness of fellowship with the church, yeah, uh, but I think also during this time, I think I think both of us have learned the sweetness of fellowship between between oh, yeah. pastors. I did mention that. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it was my idea. Yeah. Um, that's one that I came up with. But and, and this is what I was I was telling Ryan because we just got finished eating lunch. I was telling Ryan, I sincerely don't know guys that that do not have other pastors that they can uh, that they can bounce. That they can bounce ideas off of, that mm-hmm. they can that they can complain to. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. That they can uh, pour their heart out to. I don't know how guys that are in the ministry that don't have a circle of friends like that. I don't know how they make it. Yeah. And you know, uh, we have a group of guys that uh, I, I you know conversate with on uh, what's it called Marco text Polo messaging. No, and text, text messaging. messaging. Yeah. And uh, and I, there's a couple of different groups of pastors in there, and that I'm. Uh, that I've really enjoyed Marco Polo. I think is a. I think that's great. My my son says it's Snapchat for old people. Uh, He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. It's Snapchat for old people. Maybe it is, but uh, but I only have preacher friends that I uh, talk to in it. So that's uh, see that's I, been good too. I describe it to my older folks at church. I say it's walkie talkies for young people. It's walkie talkies for young there people. You that may be a better way. There of, you go. Uh, walkie talkie. You can see. Yeah, that's it. Um, so. Uh, you know we have we have those a walkie talkie see yeah so <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's terrible yeah so what's uh interesting is that uh we're going out to eat this weekend aren't mm-hmm. we all yeah, of we us are. are all of our friends and so uh on because my, on tomorrow my calendar, listen is Dr. John Martin's yeah. birthday on my calendar it says Marco Polo group <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife put on the calendar. That's funny. Marco Polo group. That's so anyway, yeah, uh, I, I really don't know how they do it. I don't know how you survive if you're a pastor mm-hmm. and and you don't have a group of fr- pastor friends yeah. that you can rally around and let them support you. And if you don't, 
Um, Ryan's cell phone number is six zero one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. just uh, <laughs> no for real. Like shoot you need, me a text. You need there to you find go. somebody. You need to find a group that uh, that you can that you can conversate with. I'm telling you, it'll be greatly beneficial, especially during this pandemic. You right. need you need that group of people, and I've learned how special those. Groups yeah, and I are. think I think we're all finding out uh, the importance of community. Yeah, and, and I think that's one thing that that we have been uh, we've been lacking. We've been struggling to find it anywhere. Um, and, and I you, there's just something sweet about, yeah. um, brothers living in unity, I think is what the psalmist says. And, yeah. and, uh, there's something, there's something sweet about that uh, in our own personal lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads into uh, my last point. And that's just really the benefits of technology. One of the things that we've seen is that we are blessed, uh, to live in a society where technology has come so far that even when we're not able to meet, we, we can still see each other. We can still talk to one another. We can yeah. do all these things, uh, such a benefit, um, could you imagine if this if this pandemic hit twenty years ago? Sure. I mean, it's a whole different ballgame. Oh yeah, there's um, no doubt. So there's no doubt. Or you think about we keep hearing about the Spanish flu, uh, you know, that hit in, was it nineteen seventeen and eighteen? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know the way that they managed that. I haven't really read anything about it other than knowing that it happened. But the way that they had to deal with that as a congregation is much different than what we're having to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and so I think I think we certainly are blessed for the use of technology. Hey, we've. Uh, <laughs> A lot of our older people who said, I ain't getting on Facebook. Yeah. I ain't getting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're on it. They're on it. Because they realize now that this is the manner in which they're going to see their church and worship yep. if they're going yep. to worship. Yep. So mm, that's it's, good. It's, it's, been, it's been good. You're right about that. That's been encouraging. Well, uh, we do not have a dead man today. Next week, wait for it, the dead man will be resurrected. Yeah. It will be back with us. Uh, but today, we do want to finish, as we always do, John, with what you're reading. Well, you know, we've read a lot since we were last, <laughs> since we were last together. We have read a lot. And I, I want you to know, and it, part of it is pandemic, uh-huh. uh, I have already reached my reading goal for the year. Really? I have. I am still but, behind. But the reason that I have reached my reading goal for the year is, number one, I set it low. Mm-hmm. And number two... Um, about half of them have been fiction novels. Yeah, there you go. By Bernard Cornwell. There you go. Um, so I've, I've, uh, I'm call, I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on the last book in the Last Kingdom series to be released, and mm-hmm. so we, it's supposed to come out this fall, and I will have read all fourteen of those books, which is pretty, pretty interesting. But uh, I just finished reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us may not know who John Mark Comer is, but John Mac- Mark Comer uh, was mentored by Ortberg, mm-hmm. and Ortberg was mentored by Willard, mm-hmm. Dallas Willard. Okay, okay. And so uh, kind of just show you the the thing there. And so, This Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, man, it's talking about spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. and how we need to slow down in life and become more disciplined. Right. Excellent book. I also just finished Everybody Always, which is by Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have you ever read any Bob I Goff. Have not. Uh, it's you know it's not something you would enjoy. Oh, uh, thank you. It's not. I mean, it's it. He tells a lot of stories yeah, and uh-huh. uh, about how we ought to love everybody always. And okay. So, um, you know, it's pretty good. I read The Unsaved Christian. I don't know. I could go on and on, but but uh, The Unsaved Christian was really good as well. So uh, I've read a lot over the over the last break that we've had and. Uh, I've enjoyed most all of it. Yeah, that's what good. About yourself? That's good. Well, uh, I went into kind of a deep dive in the world of King Arthur. Um, so I read Le Mort d'Arthur uh, by Thomas Mallory. I really enjoyed it. And I moved on to T.H. White's wonderful, wonderful series on King Arthur. Uh, the Sword and the Stone, The Once and Future King is, is the title of the whole thing. Uh, and I loved it. It's fantastic. 
Uh, then I read Steinbeck's The Acts of King Arthur and uh, some other stuff. So that's some good <laughs> fiction stuff that came in. Uh, one of the best books I read uh, was Carl Henry's uh, Doctrine, I Notes on the Doctrine of God. I can't favorite yeah. that you read was a Carl um, Henry. Yeah, that's a great book. In fact, uh, we, I was talking to a group of friends about where to start with Carl Henry because he is kind of heady, and it may be difficult for lay people specifically. And this book, Notes on the Doctrine of God, would be a good place to start for Carl Henry if you can find a copy. And I think there's several used copies online. Um, so that's a good one. And then uh, then I'm doing a lot of reading uh, for, I have an advanced biblical hermeneutics uh, seminar coming up, and so I'm yeah. starting the reading on that. Uh, but right now, I'm reading East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Uh, it's my favorite novel, and it's my second time through it, and I love it. It's just so good. And then I'm reading A Loving Life by Paul Miller, uh, another one of my favorite books. Uh, I'm rereading it again because I'm preaching through Ruth, yeah. and so yeah. it's uh, specifically on Ruth. So I'm doing that to kind of refresh and uh, anything by Paul Miller is good. So it's good to revisit that one. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. And I am currently, that's what I had read. So I'm reading The Gathering Storm. I just uh-huh. started it. And I'm also reading The Long Road to Obedience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Uh, the, the Long Road. In the Same Direction. The Long Road to Obedience in the Same Direction. I don't know. It's, I don't it's the, know what Eugene it is. Peterson. Uh, whatever. So, oh, yeah, it was good. Okay. Yep. All right, well, John, anything else to add before we sign off? I don't think so. We'll see. We'll not see you guys. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Let's see if I can. <laughs> let's see if I can remember this. If, see if it's like riding a bike. Um, yeah, okay. Nope. You messed it up at the first. So I messed it up at the first and see if I can do it at the end. I don't know if I can. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us. Until next week, keep loving your imperfect church, and remember, one day she will be perfected in glory. Got, Got it. it. <laughs>